Hey family, it's your boy J-Rated R, and yes, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Pharaoh Radio family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box, tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It All, signing off saying to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Peace and blessings, family. What it do? Yes, it is your boy, Jay Rated R, and you are tuning in to another wonderful episode of Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. So, family, I have been holding back something for quite some time because, one, it's not all about me. But if I do talk about me on the show, which I have very rarely done in terms of a full episode, um, it's to get people more acquainted with me as to who I am. No, I did not do this at the very beginning when I first started Favorable Radio, because once again, Favorable Radio at the time, I didn't even know it was going to be Favorable Radio. I just started a podcast <laughs> and it was just J-rated R. If for those of you who have tuned in to the very first couple of introduction shows I did when I first started this uh, podcast, I didn't even know it was going to be Favorable Radio. So that came shortly after, of course, but it was unplanned. Um, and again, I think I did go through how I got started into this in the first place, uh, who influenced me and things of that nature. So, uh, again, shout out to uh, to you guys who have been dedicating yourselves to uh, listening to all of my shows uh, up to now. Uh, it's a blessing. I can't even believe the time has went by as fast as it has. But nonetheless, the title is talking about, yes, I am. A second degree black belt now does that make me a badass or anything like that no that's not why I'm talking to you all about this but it had been uh, in recent discussions it had been brought up to I noticed listening to your podcast you've never mentioned much about you being um well, you never mentioned much about me being, you know, they said, the person said this to me, I noticed you haven't mentioned much about you, you being a black belt. This is somebody I know personally, by the way. Now, I know because they did say that I, they have heard me say it throughout podcasts I've done uh, that I am into martial arts. And yes, if you go onto my Instagram, jreadedart Instagram, it is in my bio where it says second degree black belt constructor. Um, but that's just giving some, some formality of who I am. That's all, uh, nothing more, nothing less. Um, so family, yes, we're just going to talk a little bit today about me being a martial artist, how I got into it, 
what has it done for me and what martial arts is in general because once again our topics of discussion no matter what it is family it's all centered about one word that connects all things and that one word is what spirituality family and martial arts is a beautiful topic of discussion not because of me being a martial artist but because which i'm very proud of by the way but because it is based on spirituality yes if you thought that martial arts whether it's judo karate taekwondo ninjutsu jujitsu kung fu um you know Wing Chun, all these different forms of martial arts were just kicking, punching and moving fancy or being strong or whatever, then that is the person who has no knowledge of what martial arts is really centered in terms of its focus and what it really is about. And so we're going to talk about that today because we need to know some form of self-defense, whether it's boxing, whether it's, uh, you know, Chinese boxing, which they call, which is basically Kung Fu. OK, uh, whatever style it is. OK, and we might even get into if we got enough time, we might even get into a little bit of some of the origins of martial arts, because there has been this notion that martial arts started in Oriental base countries china japan things like that and there is truth to that there is fact to that however and i'm not just saying this family because please don't make this about race but what we have to know and overstand is that a lot of the information that you have been taught if you're getting your information from school systems and things of that nature now sometimes colleges and things like that are starting to get better about the information they're starting to come out with more truths more facts and they are putting that in the books however it's still not being widely as uh, explained expressed and exploited as it should be so and this is information that i tell you you can go back and do information searches on your own account in your own time that means that whatever i say you can go behind me and do the research for yourself which is what I encourage you all to do anyway on Favorite Radio. But you'll find that a lot of the origins of martial arts were not just based in, say, areas such as China or Japan. Okay? And like I said, if we got enough time, we'll go into that. But on that note, family, you already know what time it is. That's right. It is definitely that time for us to give thanks to our sponsors with Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for all that they do for Favorite Radio giving us a platform to be able to talk to you lovely people on and also we want to thank anchor for giving us distribution on all other platforms such as spotify google podcast apple podcast radio podcast radio public overcast pocket cast you know and breaker audio and so many more so on that note family let's definitely give our thanks to them and we also want to give a shout out to others who have also partaked and participated in being a part of favorite radio that makes you a part of the free world radio community as well as family and a shout out to fcfva definitely make sure y'all support that brother and all that he's doing on that note family we will get ready to return after these messages i'm your boy j read it all don't go anywhere stay tuned Peace and blessings, family. It is your boy, Jay Read It All, and you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. Family, 
we here at Fable Radio really want to thank all of you who have been able to donate. And we definitely ask you, with all kindness and generosity, to continue to donate as you see fit as to what you can or are willing to give. We know times are of the essence. We're living in some perilous times. We got COVID-19 to deal with. And then we, we got our everyday life, day-to-day bills that's taking care of our families and things like that. So trust me, I definitely know how it is. Now, I want to thank those of you who have been donating because we have a goal to reach family. Our goal is simply this. We are trying to reach a goal of $5,000. It's a good start for Favor Radio so that we can have these different features, these different prize giveaways, and oh, we have already accumulated $1,000. Thanks to those of you who do donate. Now, family, we've decided to do something else for you guys to show our appreciation. And it is part of what we've been saying anyway since we've been trying to do donations since we started. Remember when I said we would do prize giveaways? Well, that's what we're going to do. Favor Radio has decided to at least starting in November, we're going to pick once in November five people to receive $200 to their cash app. Now, family, here's the catch. It has to be cash app if you donate because we will know who you are so that we can select whoever that five lucky winners are and we can go ahead and give you guys $200. The only thing is we ask you all is to keep donating. Whoever you are, wherever you are, Favor Radio thanks you. Help us attain our goal of $5,000 and we will be more than happy and able to do once a month picking five lucky winners to receive $200 to their cash app. And who knows, family, with these donations growing, we may even be able to do more than that. Maybe 500, but for right now, 200 sounds good to me. So all you gotta do is keep donating the cash app. Now, what's our cash app? It is, the cash tag is this, dollar sign, capital P, lowercase h-a-r-a, O-H-R-A-D-I-O Favorite Radio All one word So will you be one of our lucky winners? I hope so But remember, in order for us to know who you are In order to give you one of those lucky five winners Once a month, $200 back You have to donate to the cash app of Favorite Radio It's just that simple And for those of you who prefer to keep donating to our other sources, please, by all means, feel free to continue to do so. Well, family, I hope this helps. I hope it's been a blessing because you guys have been a blessing to us. I'm Jay Reed at All signing off saying thank you once again. Stay blessed. And as always, peace and namaste. Alright, alright, family. Peace and blessings. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. We are talking about, yes, I am 
a second degree black belt of Shuenru Karate, etc. Uh, and again, just to give um, a little bit of a little bit more in depth detail to this, as I was stating before commercial break, that you know someone had asked me, you know, why don't I actually talk about that? And I don't have a problem talking about it. I just don't want to come off as if it's about me. Because, <clears throat> guys, I don't mind, you know, being straightforward about, you know, some of my individual accolades. But I'm still shooting and still pressing and pushing for something greater. And it's good to get acknowledgement for your hard work, for the dedication you put into your crafts, whatever that may be. However... Um, when you keep a steady focus on the goal at hand, all these other things, yes, they are wonderful. They they have perks, there's benefits, especially if you are in the right circles around the right people at the right time, you can actually do something with it. But to exploit or to overindulge or anything like that, I'm not for that. Now, I'm not saying for those people out there that do like to be that way to each their own. OK, Um Yes, <clears throat> often, excuse me, oftentimes we don't get enough acknowledgement for what we do, especially when it's simple things that are taken for granted every day because people think this is what you're supposed to do. And so sometimes I think society has gotten away from things like appreciation versus expectation. You know, instead of appreciating somebody for doing the things they do, we expect it of them. And yes, we do expect certain things to be a certain way. However, it's still no wrong or shame in showing gratification and appreciation towards those those people doing those things. That's going to make a person want to do even more than what they're currently doing because they feel appreciated for what they're doing. Um, and we just got to get back to chivalry, man. We just got to get back to being respectful, showing love, being kind and just having some good sound logical reasoning behind our actions and just show some sympathy to have a heart if you don't have those things all other things they really don't matter you know they're gonna come and they're gonna go and you're still gonna feel unsus you're gonna still feel unfulfilled unsatisfied incomplete you know we don't need to keep finding words for it but just to give uh, an example that's what's gonna happen you know some people <clears throat> excuse me as the old saying goes you can have all the money in the world and still not be happy. And that's true. Although money for those of us who could use some money or like to have money or don't have money. Well, that's a different type of happiness, right? <laughs> so, no, nonetheless, family, let's just keep, you know, try to stay humble, man. God blesses you more when he sees that you appreciate what he's given you. And that you don't go taking it and running off with it and acting all crazy and shit. You know, when you start getting beside yourself or as the old saying goes from where I grew up, you start smelling your own shit or have your ass on your shoulders. That's when you need to come down a notch. And the only way to do that is to be to suffer uh, humiliation, to find humility. And I hate to say that, but that's the way the cookie crumbles sometime. Right. So, yeah, we're talking about. Martial arts in the sense, this is not just about me, but since the topic is showing that it's about me being a black belt, 
uh, yeah, I, I started martial arts when I was like four going on five. And, uh, you know, my favorite martial artist of all time is, was, and will always be Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is a lot of people's favorites because of the way he viewed life. The time and effort he put into his craft, into his practice in martial arts. And again, like I stated earlier, it's not about just punching and kicking and making noises. Only the ignorant minded person, meaning of somebody who does not have the knowledge or knowing of why these things are, would say or make fun of someone who does a lot of these type of noises. And you guys who don't know this or have not been privy to this information, it is basically a spiritual attribute. Okay, you're practicing inner and outer energy. When someone punches you and you hear the people go kia or ah or whatever, that is whatever's coming in must be returned. In other words, if I'm taking a blow, I'm sending it out. So therefore, I don't hold on to the to the punch. See what I'm saying? And it's a whole lot more to it. It's obviously your mind, your body, and your spirit learning to be able to do each and every one of those things individually in terms of mind, body, and spirit. But then as you keep on continuing in your practice of whatever martial arts it is, that is if it's being traditionally taught to you in the correct way. Nowadays, there's a lot of commercial behind it, a lot of mixed martial arts and people just learning how to kick, punch, and do grapples. And they're forgetting the principles of this stuff. And that I don't agree with. Uh, There's nothing wrong with doing that as a sport, nothing wrong with learning that as a self-defense, and there's nothing wrong with being involved in it. But if you don't have the right mindset to go with it, you're missing out. You're still not getting the the totality of what martial arts is. That's why I say that. So, yeah, you learn over periods of time to do these things. You learn to focus. You learn to to, to to have discipline instilled in you. You learn to physically build up your body or your physique or your physical makeup. Your physicality, in other words, you learn to become stronger in areas of your life, period, where you may have lacked or weren't as strong or strong in at all at some point in your life. And when you combine all these things as tools to what you've learned in your craft from the martial arts itself, you learn to not only be a better fighter, but you learn to be a better person. You learn to apply the mentality and the same work ethic into other parts of your life, not just in karate. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. And we're going to talk about, you know, I'm going to, you know, obviously tell you all a little bit about myself in that department. But I'm going to go more mostly, mostly into um, the martial arts itself. All right. So don't go anywhere, family. You already know what time it is. It is definitely that time again to give thanks to our sponsors with Anchor. I'm your boy, J-Rated All. You are tuning in the Fable Radio. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, hey. What it do, fam? It's your boy, J-Rated All. And yes, you are tuning in the Fable Radio. Got a very, very special broadcast for you today. We're definitely going to celebrate Miss Lady Brown Sugar once again. That's right. You know you heard it here. You heard it first. And she's no stranger to the show on Pharaoh Radio. But check this out, fam. She's got her own show coming out called Lady Brown Sugar. 
That's spelled L-A-D-I-B-R-O-W-N, sugar, S as in Sam, U-G as in go, A as in apple. There's no R. Again, Lady Brown Sugar. Definitely check the sister out. She's going to be doing her own podcast and many, many more. And yes, she is family. And you all know her as Miss Stephanie Holloway. So we definitely going to have a lot more in store. She definitely will be on Favorite Radio from time to time. But she's going to be doing her own thing, family. So definitely make sure, without any hesitation, that you check her out. She is definitely going to give you all that and some. So stay tuned as Lady Brown Sugar takes off doing her own thing, as she always does, and definitely support her in everything that she does, her plays, her music. She's even going to have a show, a channel on YouTube. And yeah, we're probably going to even be doing something together. How about that? (laughs) Kicking it with the cousins, no doubt. So definitely make sure you stay tuned for that. Lady Brown Sugar, she's coming right at you. On that note, I'm your boy, J-Rated R. You are tuning in to Favorite Radio. And as always, stay blessed, fam. I'm out. Peace and namaste. Peace and blessings, beloved. We are back. And yes, that's right. You were tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. Real quick, family. For those of you that are tuning in, chiming in. For those of you who have maybe only been in a few shows. Or maybe even if this is your first time. Here on Pharaoh Radio, we have a saying. And those of you who have been tuning into the show know what the saying is. On Pharaoh Radio, there were no filters, there's no censorship, and there is no BS. We come real, we come raw, and we come authentic, or we don't come at all. All right. So we're talking about, yes, I am a second degree black belt. So let's jump into that. I started Shonru Karate back around when I was four, going in, going into the age of five. And this, of course, was in the early 80s, early to mid 80s, uh, early 80s, something like that. Um, like I said, my favorite martial artist of all time is Bruce Lee now for some of you who don't know much about the background of Bruce Lee some of you say he was just an actor let me tell you something because there is people who are actors or actresses it does not have anything to do with their background as far as them being martial artists it actually helps for them to be real martial artists when they're doing action movies because they know what they're doing and they don't have to have choreography from an actual martial artist to show them how to do something because these people are well um, mastered in their craft they're actually instructors themselves Bruce Lee's father in Hong Kong was actually yes he was an actor I think he was also a director 
So he was kind of born into a family of acting. Uh, but he ended up taking a learning martial arts under an instructor known as Yip Man. We call him IP Man. And they actually made a movie series uh, based on Bruce Lee's master uh, true story. Bruce Lee was definitely not your average person. Um, he was born in 1940, in November of 1940, the year of the dragon, which is a prophecy that was uh, based on him. And if you do your, uh, if you do the astrology, and also do the homework on the astrological sign back then of that year and that month, um, the dragon which symbolizes a lot of things, family, uh, was based on his prophecy. He lived a very short-lived life, but he did a lot of things in a very small amount of time, in a short period of time. He broke a lot of prejudices and racist circles. He experienced a lot of racism. And I'm not going to get into the origins of... Asiatic black people or anybody of color or anything of that nature. I don't want to do that on this show. But I just want to say that no matter what the color is, all races have had to deal with some form of racism. And this is definitely a plot, a ploy to destroy, to degrade, and to separate, which means to divide and conquer. When you can take the people away from being people altogether, as one there you have a better suited strategical plan of attack by putting in the minds of each one that this is their fault or that race is the other's fault or whatever the case is Bruce Lee was someone that I gravitated to at a very young age I saw his movies all of his movies literally <laughs> um and just when I got older, you know, I wanted to do karate. Now, he didn't do martial arts in terms of, well, I mean, let me rephrase that. He is a martial artist. He didn't do karate, but he did know certain things in karate. Bruce Lee got to a point where he took all of the best different moves because he was already a student of, of Wing Chun, Kung Fu. He'd already, you know, studied under Yip Man or IP Man, as some of you know him as. So he was already developing as one of the best students in that particular uh, martial art. And when he came to America, I'm skipping a lot of things about his life because we we're going to do a podcast one day on Bruce Lee. We're going to talk about everything from the time he was born, what the prophecy of his, his arrival is, what his power was, the things that he did his uh, accolades everything we're going to talk about it um spirit is definitely urging me to do that so i'm going to do that um so guys you stay tuned for that uh but anyway he came america he was not very much so welcome in certain parts of america at that time you know as he was older um and we're talking about the, the 60s okay going into the 60s and 70s uh but mostly the 60s um but he learned a lot and he made a lot of friends. Long story short, he challenged fighters from each respected field of whom uh, was was really, you know, 
big at the time in their ranks, boxing. He learned a lot from Muhammad Ali. He learned a lot from watching uh, Chuck Norris and guys like that. He did a lot of things. So he did take on different attributes of everybody else's style and incorporated it into his own. And that's how he came up with Jeet Kune Do, his own school. His first, I believe he was actually the first martial arts master to create mixed martial arts. Because that's what Jeet Kune Do was. It was learning to incorporate all different forms of techniques from different types of fighting styles into one. But he had a discipline with it. And he also taught these different things. He had a defense for each one. And he incorporated it through also Wing Chun. So he was very hotly intelligent. The man was a genius. Very spiritual as well. So all those things at a young age, which I didn't know quite all of that when I was super young. I just knew that I gravitated to him and because of him is why I wanted to be in martial arts. And so my father put me into karate. He put me in there under the um, tutelage and teachings of uh, Mr. Um, Bob or Teeny Williams. We call him Teeny. It's one of his names, but his name is Robert Williams. Some of us call him Bob. Some of us call him Teeny. I always called him Mr. Williams. And uh, he is like another father slash grandfather type of figure very very humble man always in good shape uh he taught me from a young age and uh, family you know it's the best thing i could have ever done in my life now how is that going to lead into where we're going later on in the show i'm going to show you and tell you guys how martial arts taught me that this was all a part of my destiny in terms of spirituality because what a lot of people do not understand overstand or understand is that martial arts is a spiritual technique and a lot of times it's become superficial over the years because it's been commercialized it's been marketed so many times in in a bad light if you will i don't like the way that they market martial arts now it gives it the wrong perception in my opinion because people don't respect the authenticity of the craft they don't understand the principles and the origins of the craft and so what you're seeing is just a lot of people wanting to get in shape and kick a lot of ass and a lot of these ways that they fight is the techniques are poor and I can speak because I am a fight I can speak from a fighter's perspective I have definitely done my share of full contact fighting with equipment and without so it's not like I'm just somebody sitting on the sidelines and just spewing a bunch of nonsense about what I think. I'm talking from experience, you know, and so we're going to get into that later into the show. But before that, we're going to take our last commercial break. But when we return, family, we're going to continue this and we're going to go more into detail on what we're talking about. So don't go anywhere. Y'all grab you something nice to sip on, something to snack on. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All. You all tuning in to Fable Radio. We'll return after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, hey. It's your boy, Jay Rated All. That's right. And you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. Family, we would like to give a shout out to a young brother that's doing his thing. And for most of you, if you don't already know who he is, if this is your first time tuning into the show, that person is Fidel Cashflow VA, also known as FCF VA. 
This brother is doing his own thing and has been doing so for quite a long time now. As you may always hear at the beginning of Favor Radio, every time we do our show, we always give him a shout out because he is the reason why we even started Favor Radio. This brother's into a lot of things, fam. Music. He's always doing his podcast, so check him out. Fidel Castro VA on Anchor, as well as all the other platforms. He's also got his hands in the political uh, arena of information, giving it to you real with the hip hop and all other forms of worldly news, clothing, and all other aspects. So we definitely want to thank FCFVA for all that he does, locally as well as globally. I'm your boy J Rated R. Definitely check this brother out. Show him your love and show him your support. And on that note, family, I'm out. And as always, y'all stay blessed and stay fresh. I'm your boy J Rated R signing off saying peace and namaste. That's right, family. So we are talking about me being a black belt, right? So basically, what I'm going to talk about today is just a little bit about myself in that department. Um, And this is just me answering a request from some time way back uh, about going into details on me being a martial artist. Um, I feel that, you know, I've talked about just about everything else, my spiritual journeys and everything like that. Why not go into some of my background? Right. Um, So, yeah, I was in karate at a very young age um, under Teeny Williams, as I was saying earlier. And of course, there were other instructors who were part of that teachers like Alonzo Poe. Yeah, I'm putting their names out there because these are guys that I hold in high reverence. maybe some of you locally may know who they are but those of you listening from tuning in from all over the world may not have a clue as to who i'm talking about so i don't feel that their names uh would be denigrating them if anything i'm showing honor love and respect and admiration by acknowledging their names because these men all mean a lot to me and played a very intricate part in my life in terms of my development my maturity and just growing up and it was like father's figures to me now i mean my father of course is well and alive uh and he was the one that put me in it and and you know all of us were like one big family um and we'll talk more about that but uh yeah um there are things family even if you're someone who's been in a martial arts or taking it now or someone who started it early or even late in your life it's never too late to learn how to defend yourself how to defend for yourself it's never too early or too late the thing about being late though is you've grown up you've got accustomed to a certain way of living a certain way of life you have a certain perception of how things are and so when you learn under and i'm going to say this on purpose but when you learn under a real authentic instructor of martial arts it will embellish you in ways that you would never have thought possible but it's just like a boot camp everything in life period is like that when you are not used or accustomed to it 
all things that seem hard at first, whether it's rigorous working out or what type of regimen or schedule, getting up early, eating right, maintaining a certain type of diet, drinking only water, going to a certain type of all these things seem like a boot camp at first if you're not used to doing them. You guys want these bodies, but don't want to put the work in for them. You can't cheat your way in life to get these things. And even if you did, what would be the actual honor in that? What would be the sacrifice made? What would be the lesson learned in getting there? How would you be able to perfect knowing what it takes to get there if you never had to put the work into to getting there? You see, that wouldn't even be an authentic. It's, it's a such thing as working smarter versus harder. But come on, fam. Lessons are learned and mature maturity is gained and wisdom is gained through experience. That's the reason why we have to do certain things to show ourselves approved. You see that in Second Timothy chapter two, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved. And your newer versions of these Bibles, which I do not like because they're mistranslations also, it says, do your best. You don't do your best to show yourself approved. You study to show that self-approved. Well, you have to study. Study is taking time over a period of time to accumulate knowledge. And then wisdom comes in, which means learning what to do, how to break down that knowledge, how to extrapolate that knowledge and apply it. There's a difference between wisdom and knowledge. Anybody can accumulate or gain a certain amount of information, which is great. But knowing what to do with it, when to do what they need to do with it and how to apply it in general. Well, that's a different type of thing. That's based on wisdom. So getting back to what we're talking about, excuse me. These guys mean a lot to me, Uh, the the, the men I named. And um, there are others like uh, Larry Booker and Jay King, guys like that who... Uh, Jay King had his own school of Shoru Karate, but he was attached to our school. Him and Mr. Williams are very close, have always been. And their schools would come to our school sometime. And we, you know, it was just different times where we all would have sessions and classes together. But let me tell you something about how I grew up with this. Back in the day when we were coming up, men or women, the women we, you know, our class, you know, women were just as tough as the men all right um and you have to be and i think that's a wonderful thing everybody should be treated as equals but yet there should be certain levels of respect when it comes to females that males need to have women's bodies are naturally more fragile than uh, than ours so we need to be careful but we also trained so that if a real situation was to break out in real life somebody trying to hurt you they don't care what sex you are they don't care if you're a woman if anything they're going to try to use that to their advantage because they think you're weak and they want to take advantage of you and see that's where having a martial arts or some type of self-defense under your belt comes into play because that's to your advantage where they least expect you to be able to handle yourself you'll surprise them when you have that encounter now i'm not saying that i I want anybody to have any type of encounter and it doesn't mean because you do know self-defense that you're going to be this badass that kicks everybody's butt all the time you know but it will help you survive and you can be really good at whatever it is that you do if you apply practice and discipline over long periods of time it becomes automatic 
what karate did for me, man, I used to have asthma growing up really bad. Um, you, you know, breathing in and out of paper bags when you have a shorter breath, having to inhale using an inhaler, those things, especially if you get hyperventilating and you, and, and you can't really start breathing and you, you panic and it feels like your air is cut short. And sometimes it even feels like your throat's cutting off. It's, your throat's closing up, right? But you just can't get that second win. <laughs> I grew up like that, you know, as a child. Um, but, and plus, you know, I had allergies on top of that, and I still do. I was very allergic to pollen. So springtime was a motherfucker for me, man. It wasn't like most kids can go out here and wallow around in the grass and climb trees and wrestle and all that shit. I did those things, but I paid for them. I mean, my eyes would swell up to the point of being closed. Um, I'm sneezing, coughing. I mean, it was just terrible growing up. And this was back in the day, like in the 80s, fam. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't, you know, don't get me wrong. For that time, medicines were out. and But, I mean, my mom kept washcloths on standby. You know what I'm saying? Like, warm and cold washcloths. Putting them in Ziploc bags when I go out. Um... You know, because my eyes would be shut and swollen. And plus me taking my finger and rubbing and rubbing and rubbing. And I'd rub my eyes to, 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 to no end, man. I know I probably almost damn near rubbed the eyebrows and eyelashes off my eyes, man. So I don't, you know, I know what that feels like. But what karate did for me, man, is it, it enabled me to get, to grow out of my asthma. It enabled me to get stronger, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, it taught me something in life that we all may have to encounter. But even if it's not based on a physical aspect of encountering, a, say, a, a confrontation or altercation, challenges, those things that we're going to incur in our lives. No one is without having any type of challenges, right? So karate helps you to maintain and build confidence in whatever you do, you know? Sure, I was very shy growing up. I was introverted growing up. And being the only child biologically, I always was just by myself. When it was time, you know, when I was at home, I didn't have anybody that, you know, I didn't have any brothers or sisters, you know, I, I do a lot of playing around the house by myself, talking to myself, having imagination, imaginary friends. Although I found out later on that those friends, some of them weren't so imaginary. And we've talked about that. If you want to hear more about that, refer back to my 2019 three part series called My Spiritual Journey and some other aspects to that title. But it's basically my spiritual journey. I go into talking about that, so I'm not going to get into that, but just seeing as a child in my childhood, um, yeah, those are things I experienced. Karate taught me a lot, but like I said, it helped with a lot of physical ailments that I had naturally had growing up, and uh, I got to a point where my breathing was much better. Everything that I did, it was, you know, like I said, it's like a boot camp when you first learn it. But the the benefit in this, and this is where I said earlier, you can always learn no matter what age you are. 
here's the benefits of learning at an early age like the age I was at you grow into it while your body's still in development while you're still going through puberty while you're still at a younger age and a fresher mind where you can absorb information much faster and I was always a quick learner whether it was hands-on or whether it was visual and at that time in my life I could do both <laughs> now I'm at the point where I'm hands-on more but um, children if if there's no ailments or mental challenges or any distractions or disturbances mentally most times children can soak up something just by looking at it that's how they learn from watching tv or being around people, picking up on their wordplay, their, you know, the vocabulary and things like that. They just listen. They're observers. And that's how they soak up everything. You have to be careful around children at these delicate ages growing up because they pick up on, they, they copy what they see and they incorporate it. Um, and so learning, already having the desire to want to be like Bruce Lee, right? Having the desire to do that made it easier for me to pick up on things. But was it easy a lot of times? No. We used to do push-ups on our knuckles, man. And we start off on our hands. But for guys especially, we started out doing push-ups on our knuckles on the floor. Now, hold on. That ain't nothing, right? When you're used to doing it. But when you're not used to doing it, it's something. (laughs) And we did a lot of different regimen of exercises and warm-ups. Because you don't ever want to start off doing katas or kicking and punching or sparring or anything like that without warming up. Stretching is of vital importance, not only in just martial arts, but with any type of physical activity, whether it's any type of sport, any type of any type of thing that deals with your physical or physiological parts of your body having to go into motion, whether you're getting ready to do some exercises, walk, you want to stretch. You want to get the blood circulating. You want to stretch the limbs carefully. And you want to get in a a more warmed up type of mentality. We did a lot of different types of stretches that made us over a period of time very flexible. And that's the thing. When you're doing kicks and things like that, you need flexibility. Can't have tight tendons and and, and, and your legs being all tight on you and stuff. Or you, you won't be able to execute certain style okada or whatever you need to do in the in an appropriate way and it helps with agility okay it helps with balance and rhythm and all these different things reflexes all that stems from having to get in good shape so when you do this over a period of time you grow into a different aspect of yourself you grow into a different type of being you develop a better way of life all the way around the t- table And I'm talking mentally, emotionally, physically, as well as spiritually. And that's why I say it's more to it than just getting in the ring and sparring and trying to hurt somebody. Karate was never meant, or any martial arts for that matter. I'm saying karate because that's what I took. But it doesn't matter. Any type of martial arts was never meant to go out and just to be an attacker. It's a self-defense. You are considered, family, a weapon. They literally consider you. They meaning the law, the government, when they know you're involved as a martial artist, you are considered a weapon because you know how to hurt people or worse, you've been put in a situation, you know how to put somebody down. 
whether it's just putting them down physically, not killing them, but you know how to put them down. Or if you have to defend yourself to the point of killing somebody, Lord forbid, you can do that too. Your fists are registered as weapons. Your feet are registered as weapons. Your whole body is known as a weapon. Now, the word karate means empty hand. But when you really break that word down, karate, ka means spirit in ancient Kemet or Egypt. Ra is the sun. Te is the setting. So you're talking about the setting of the spiritual sun. Now, we're not going to get into that today. I told you I'm going to do a, um, well, I didn't tell you all this. I told you about Bruce Lee. But I will get into a day where I actually break down karate and what it means uh, in more fuller detail. I just wanted to include that since the discussion is me being a black belt and what type of style I learned from. Now, Sean Rue is the karate type of style um, that I learned. Yes, it is Okinawan, right? Which is a form of Chinese, right? So Okinawa is where this style was originated. Now, before it was known as Shonru, its predecessor style was called Shotokan. So Shonru is more of a continuation of Shotokan karate. All right, so I studied Shonru, which has Shotokan in it, but it was a continuation moving beyond where Shotokan left off. Shonru continues. And so that's why it's called that. Um... But here's the thing. A lot of people who are on the outside of martial arts don't understand. They think because you have a black belt, you're supposed to be this black. You're supposed to be this, this, this master. A belt is simply just this. It's to hold up your pants, right? That's what a regular belt's for. A belt of, of say, martial arts is to indicate your rank of where you are in your current status in terms of what you've learned. Now, don't get it twisted, family. Green belts, which are lesser belts than black, all these black belts, uh, black belt is not the end of where you learn. That is where you start learning, to be honest with you. All the things you learned up to that point before you became a black belt, yes, you were learning katas. Now, what is a kata for some of you who want to know? You ever seen somebody in a demonstration where they're doing all these moves solo, you know, solo? Or they're doing all these different types of moves. They're kicking. They're looking almost as if they're doing some type of Tai Chi. Right? You see them make certain ha at certain parts of their demonstration. That's a kata. Now what katas really symbolize is movement. Offense and defense. It is also a form of meditation. But we're not going to talk about that. That's not what they teach you in karate. But it is what it is. You learn this as you get older and more advanced in the martial arts. You know that this is part of it spiritually. That's why I say it's a spiritual art, no matter what type of martial arts it is. And when I say martial arts, that can include any type, whether it's Kung Fu, Jiu Jitsu, Taekwondo, uh, Karate, or uh, whatever type of styles, kickboxing, all these different styles are known as martial arts. Just like when you say military, military is including the army, the navy, the marines, and so forth. The air force, all of that's under one regime, one name, which is military. Same thing with martial arts. Martial arts has all these different types of styles underneath them. 
Wu Chung, uh, all these different names. So you have a, an assembly family of different types of fighting styles. And no one style is better or greater than the other. Do not believe that bullshit. When somebody tell you that, that's based on opinion. Whatever style you study is what makes... It's not the style that makes it the best. It's the person who puts a lot of time and effort into that mo- into that style. You don't just take karate. You become karate. You don't just take kung fu. You become kung fu. See, this sounds like poetry because it is, but it's not just poetry. Poetry is just a smooth way of explaining things as they truly are. It's an art form. It's your personal canvas. Yes, you study to get acclimated, to get familiarized with the style. But after you've studied it, now your job is to master it. When you master something such as karate or kung fu, it's not the kung fu you're mastering at this point. It's yourself. The kung fu is just an extension of you that helps you become a better you. Or the karate or the taekwondo or whatever style. And each style, yes, focuses more on certain aspects, but it's still in a self-defense nonetheless. So I'm saying these things without ridicule, without being funny. I'm saying this with a very sincere and seriousness at this point right now, because the respect that I have for the craft, for the martial arts itself, it, 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 it deserves to be respected. Must, we must humble ourselves to things that a lot of us are not keen to. This is how you step up your game in terms of your maturity and learning more. In order to be given more, one has to be receiving as well. And we have to be more so having humility in order to be able to be proving ourselves, thus showing ourselves approved. So, karate for me not only taught me to be a better person and not only gave me courage where there may not have been any or may there may have been sort of a lacking in confidence and courage it teaches you to get hit when you're sparring to not be afraid or to go into shock and freeze up when somebody hits you yes accidents happen yes you will get hit that's all a part of the learning process again this is to teach you how to survive in a world where people are trying to kill you. You're not going to go out here on the streets when somebody's trying to mug you or do worse, try to harm you, rape you, violate you, beat you, jump you, whatever. They're not worried about your feelings. They're not worried about whether or not, um, they're not going to come up to you and say, I'm just going to beat your ass, but we ain't going to kill you. I mean, people, you don't know, if you hit somebody hard enough in the head, they could kill them. Accidents come about when there's some form of anything, it doesn't have to be negative all the time. You could just be going to your mailbox and something happened to you. The point I'm trying to make is when you're in an altercation, you have to protect yourself as if this person is trying to do major harm to you. You don't have to kill the person unless it really is something you could not help and you had to do it. Man pulls a gun out on you. You want to try to take it away from the first. You want to try to get out of the way so you don't get shot. <laughs> okay. Um, but if it gets to a point where people are trying to kill you and you may can't just break an arm, you may not can't just break a leg. You may not can't just knock them out. You might have to kill them. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that lightly. 
Because, but here's the thing. Had you not known the martial arts, you would may not have survived. That's what saved your life. Grieve after you've done those things because just imagine how many people may have been hurt or killed before that or may have been hurt or killed after you. And I'm not saying killing somebody is justifiable. I'm not saying that you should have taken it upon yourself to do so. And I don't want to keep talking about death, fam, but I'm just telling you that these things happen, man. And so many people who could have learned a martial arts, so many people who could have took a self-defense class, got into an altercation that could have saved their life. Now, does that mean that because you know self-defense that you're going to always be able to save your life? No, of course not. You still are human. You still are susceptible to mistakes and pains and you know, you still can get hurt. You still can get killed. Your chances of survival, though, are much greater if you have a skill that involves some form of self-defense. Even if it's just a little bit of knowledge or just a little bit of what you've learned that you've applied in the fight. That little bit took you a long way more than you would have had you not took the class at all. So don't be down about getting your belt or taking years of study. Some of you aren't meant to do that. But it pays off one way or the other. And you'll thank yourself and your instructor and the most high, you know, God, if you will, for some of you like to use that term. For paying you mercy in a situation. Now, let's get back to me because this is what this topic of discussion is. So, yes, it helped me grow out of my asthma. It helped me to, unfortunately, it didn't help me with my allergies. That's something totally different. But, but it did help me learn to get hit and not be scared to get in a fight if I had to. Um, it also helped me with some of my shyness, being an introvert. But I still was always that anyway, just because I was a quiet kid growing up. Now, I, as time permitted, as time progressed and I got older, I started shaping somewhat into an extrovert. But I still have introverted qualities. I'm still quiet a lot of times. Um, I do speak out more. Like I'm on this podcast talking to however many of you to tune into the show, you know. But, I mean, I've had to speak in crowds. And that's not something I've always was a keen or accustomed to doing because... I never liked big crowds and I don't like big crowds now, to be honest with you. You know, if I have to do something like speak before a bunch of people, it's got to be for something that's much greater or more important than myself. And hopefully I'm going to get up there and say what I got to say and get off that stage because I'm not the type that want to stand on stage all night. But I do say what I need to say when I say it. And then I keep it moving. And then I go back into my shadows. Um... We had rigorous training. What we did back in the day would be considered abuse now. <laughs> you know what I'm well, you know, here's the thing. You have females that take the class too, right? But even then, I was a little boy. And so whenever we had, whenever it was time for us to take our karate test, whenever there was a day we had to test, most times back in the day when I was coming up, the best way to the best days to test was on a weekend because you didn't have school and nobody had to work if they were adults. And even if they did have to work, they could take the day off or whatever the case was. They knew that they had a test coming up. Now, the test is to make sure you all of that you've learned at the rank that you're currently at. 
you have to know you have to demonstrate all of that katas weapons if you learned any weapons at that time and then sparring but also you have to train the training that you do weekly or daily whenever the classes were is to build you up so that by the time it's time for you to test and get your next belt or you're testing for your next belt you'll be in the shape you'll be in the mind and it's to test your resilience it's to test your your, your courage your integrity everything it's, it's, it's testing everything to see what you've learned thus far now when we were growing up we would uh sometimes we had you know we had to do a lot of running and we would run sometimes downtown we did a lot of running up and down uh the monument terrace steps and um i know a lot of you who are not local don't know what i'm talking about but let's just say this we did a lot of running around the city okay um we couldn't just stop <laughs> unless we had an ailment some people used to train sick you might have had a cold or a flu and if you did have that you were excused from having to test but if you did still want to test they had to watch you you know a lot more than the others because they knew you weren't yourself they knew you were sick so they would give you breaks obviously because you know you, you, you're not yourself you're sick um i remember one time you know with me having allergies and, and stuff like that you know and then it was one time i think i had mono so they really had to be careful with me and the doctor didn't want me doing anything so i didn't spar or anything like that but anyway um some people had handicaps or an injury and so they would give them a break obviously but they still you know they still trained and they still wanted to do what they needed to do to get to their next belt and there's no feeling like accomplishing after all that hard work getting pushed and getting pushed and then to the point where you actually made it past all that damn testing when you get that belt man that belt means something to you so I say these people nowadays, they go into a, a, a new martial arts dojo and they don't learn discipline. They do a few things and then they're given a the belt. There's no honor in that. And a belt doesn't indicate anything more than you have reached a certain level of training. And what makes me mad is that a lot of these people today, not everybody, are so they're so based off of getting belts and it's the instructor's fault not the students it's these instructors that give these kids belts and they're, they're not preparing them properly and they'll say they get out here and get their ass beat real bad by somebody, some regular Joe in the street then people are bad mouthing the martial arts and say oh that shit ain't nothing that don't mean nothing, y'all got your ass whooped it's not about getting your ass whooped but yes, I can say this you're more likely to get your ass whipped if you don't know what you're doing. If you don't practice, if you don't spar on a regular, if you don't build up confidence, if you don't learn from your mistakes. Yeah, when you go out here, you don't always get a chance to learn from your mistakes. Something really happens out in these streets, man. These techniques is all you got. And if you don't apply them correctly, it could mean your life. But I, of course, the streets is going to ridicule you ignorance does that when it doesn't know any better you know so i can honestly say i came up with great upbringing when it came to martial arts man um the instructors i had 
they were no-nonsense type people, but very kind-hearted, very gentle souls. If you needed something, Mr. Williams would do it. He wouldn't give you a hard time, but he always expected you to show respect. Now, if you did something you weren't supposed to during class, if you disrespected another um, class, um, another student in the class, if you disrespected any of your fellow men or women, or if you did something you had no business, you were dismissed into a corner and you had to give push-ups. That was your punishment. And we ain't talking about, you know, we'll tell you 25. You think that's funny? Give me 25 more. Now you got 50. Or you think you still, you still, you still ain't ready? I want 100. And your ass had to do 100 or you were not able to participate. The reason why you see a lot of debauchery, foolishness, and disrespect from younger generations today is because, one, they're not getting the correct or proper upbringing in their homes to respect their elders and two there's no discipline when I came up not only did I have the discipline in the household but karate wise there was definitely discipline now they won't go put their hands on you like your parents do and spank you or whoop your ass but you did have to do like I said you had to do rigorous exercises the point in that is is to teach you respect to teach you discipline to teach you that your skills that you hone and learn are not to be used inappropriately just for the sake of it. it's just like a bully because you know you're bigger than somebody that's less stronger than you you go messing with them karate teaches you there's no such thing as a bully because and it's kind of like if you look at the movie if you look at cobra kai with uh, the spinoff to the karate kid Right, well, Daniel LaRusso and Miyagi and all those guys back in the day. Mr. Miyagi was about discipline. He was about teaching karate for, for the right reasons. Whereas the Cobra Kai school, because their instructor was this crazy ass veteran from the military. I forgot his name. I know it. He taught guys like Johnny and all those other dudes that you strike first. You don't have no mercy, that you be a bully, that you be a badass. Anything less was a weakness. And that's not true. And that's how some schools are today. If they ain't just giving belts, sure, some of them will allow discipline to be a part of their teachings. That part is good. But what are they teaching in terms of respect, honoring one another and others? They're not. They're telling them, hey, you want something, you got to go ahead and take it. Only the strong survive. And these guys have this mentality that's instilled into them. And they'll go here and they'll execute and exercise that on other people. That's showing a representation of how that school's teachings are. Just like it is a representation for people who have children or grown kids who have disrespect for no elders. I mean, who have disrespect for elders and don't care. It's all in your upbringing. So karate, man, it helped me in a number of ways, man. And it teaches you to have tolerance. Now, somebody want to get in your face and pick a fight when you was a kid, edging you on, you know, jumping at you with their hands out like they want to fight, calling you names, and you don't put a hand on them, but you stand your ground. Sometimes you even try to do the right thing, fam, and walk away, but you never take your eyes off an opponent. We're learning. That's another thing you learn in the martial arts I came up with always 
keep your eyes on your opponents, even when you bow. It's not just because you're showing respect. It's also so that you can keep an eye on your, your opposition. Because there's a lot of people out here that will try to steal off on you. And we got a lot of cowards that like to do that all the time. Blindside you or set you up for a fight. But it ain't just them you fighting. You got your back turned, three or four dudes coming out of nowhere and hitting you from behind or jumping in and fighting you. So you got to be ready for that type of shit, man. So for me, that's what martial arts was. Okay. Yes, we sparred. Yes, we learned a lot of amazing things. And let me tell you about this stuff about fancy kicks. We learned all of that. But in a real life fight, some of that shit you'll never use. Unless you're just really good at it and you know how to time it and you do it properly. Crescent kicks, hook kicks. It's beautiful, man. Especially when you're doing katas and things like that. When you're out there performing, that stuff looks good. The taekwondo is, is a type of style of martial arts that focuses a lot more on legs. So you'd see them doing a lot of kicks. A lot of kicks in taekwondo, especially uh, kickboxing. Um, there's a lot of legs type of things. Uh, but there's different types of styles and karate does all those different things too we learn how to grab we learn how to reverse holds we learn how to attack we learn how to block and your first basic things are your blocking there's five types of blocks in karate and you learn them all you learn the basic kicks front kick, side kick, round kick, back kick that's your basic kicks but when you get more advanced you learn how to do hook kicks crescent kicks jump kicks spinning kicks spinning jump kick spinning back kick lunge kick reverse kick, <laughs> step through you learn all these things you learn basic um, footwork horse stance right angle stance forward stance cat stance you learn all these different things and you do them repetitiously. Even if you don't understand why you're doing them, you're doing repetitiously in katas, you're doing repetitiously in exercises because what that teaches you is your mind will start using it automatically without thinking. The whole idea of learning something is to be without thought so that it becomes one thing, reflex, automation. You won't have to start thinking about blocking when somebody throw a punch. You'll just block it because you're used to it. Your reflexes are increased. Everything. Your mind is sharp. That's why you train. It's to put your body. It's to get your body and your mind and your spirit used to working together as one. That's why there's levels to the shit, man. That's why I say you don't really start learning until you get at a black belt. It's like starting all over again. You went through years of training to create automation, discipline, flexibility, strength, speed. Now when you get to a black belt, they teach you on the other side of that because that's when you become an instructor. They teach you what all those cotters are. They teach you how it looks up close from all those cotters you were doing. Now you put in the moves with something and you say, oh, that's what that is. That's what that does. That's why you had to get in that stance. That's why we had to say this when we did that. You start seeing it. Now, how do we compare that to spirituality? That's how life is. 
you go through the motions of life. You start off in the physical aspects as a embryo, right? And that embryo grows within the mother over periods of time. Starts becoming a developed fetus, right? Now that thing's becoming a baby. It's life. Heartbeat everything. Hands, head, face. Next thing you know, nine months, three trimesters later, you're giving birth to life, to an actual being, an entity, a person. As that person gets older, they go from being a baby to being an infant to being a toddler to being a kid. And then they go through different stages within that process. Then they hit puberty. Then they become teenagers, adolescents. Then they go into their 20s and all the way up now they're adults. Now, that's life, right? That's the basic process of metamorphosis and biology and biology well that's a process within that process then you have the learning aspects the mental the mental development the learning capabilities the way that the person is taught things the upbringing the teachings the absorbing of energy i mean the absorbing of knowledge and all these different things that factor in then you go to school and you're taught those things different subjects math literature history science boom you know all this this all goes a part of the process of growing up we are young and we are supposed to die old it's a process of life now how does that play into spirit well spirit is everything spirit is what brought all that into into fruition it's what created all of that and made it out of something physical physical it's what animates our bodies it's what gives life it's why you have an auric field around you now what does karate do what does kung fu what does any martial arts do what is the goal of a martial artist once they attain a black belt and they go up further in rank they can get up into higher ranks beyond black belt see there's a process to this to this shit man there's a way of doing things what is the way of doing things well with karate over a period of time, you start learning there's more to life than just working out, learning katas, doing weapons, and sparring. You learn more than that. Those are great tools to have. You're at a level that most average people aren't. And that can you can live with that for the rest of your life and it can take you far. But if you want to go further in your teachings, you got to learn from higher instructors. Now you start learning what power points in the body are when you get past black belt. Something that looks so simple to the human eye, the untrained eye, or a master. And I say that with, with, with great respect and honor. The word master is a serious meaning somebody who has mastered that art at a certain level. We call them kiyoshis in karate for Okinawa. A kiyoshi is a master. He takes the level of learning and teaching to a whole new level. He's not just a regular instructor. Alright? So... These type of guys are the guys that look like they can't do nothing, especially when they get older. But these guys don't have to exert a lot of energy. They don't have to get out there and do a lot of fighting. These are the type of guys that know how to grab you, put you in holds, easy. These are the type of guys not only that know how to do that, but these are the type of guys that can take a finger and push you at certain places on your body and paralyze your ass. That's a real thing. These are the type of guys that can heal you or hurt you. 
the shit y'all seen in these movies with Kill Bill, with the five strike and all that, and, and the you know when the man takes five strike, I mean he takes five, he gets hit in a certain place, and if he takes five steps, his heart will give out. This shit is for real, man. That's not that's not all show. That's what these masters know how to do. Now, also, that's technique, but it ain't easy as it looks. They can teach you, it still don't mean you're going to get it. Now, here's another thing they don't teach you off the top, or they ain't going to tell you off the top when you first learn these things. How has it be, become spiritual? Everything's spiritual. But I'm talking like, okay, let me get on some of this with you. Y'all remember the movie The Last Dragon? For those of you old enough to, to remember, and for those of you who aren't, you can look it up. The movie's still out there. Look at it. The Last Dragon was about this black guy, this brother named Leroy, who was on a mission to search for a new master to teach him the missing art. He had learned under a well-already master that taught him Kung Fu. And he told him there was nothing further he could teach him, that he needed to go to a greater master to learn more. Well, he only sent him, he basically sent this dude on a trip to search for himself because there was no master that he really was referring him to he was trying to get him through experience and through trial and error being in the world after he told him everything he had to go out here and see for himself basically the master that he was seeking was himself but see that's not something that masters can teach you they can tell you about it but they gotta let you learn it on your own you gotta kind of follow your own journey you gotta find your own way and that's what he did. He sent him on a journey to find himself. Although Leroy did not know that, he gave him incentives to make him think that there was a master out there. So through humiliation, through people trying to hurt him, through his kindness and helping others and, and, and creating new friends as well as enemies, he learned the process of what it was. And at the end, he found him, He found within himself the master he was seeking. Now, at the end of that movie, and this is a spoiler, so if y'all don't like spoilers, uh, fuck it, too bad. <laughs> I'm about to spoil that shit today. But at the end of that movie, let's just say this. I'll be a little bit more kind in and, 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 and what I say, okay? I'm not going to spoil it, spoil it. But let's just say that something spiritually actually happened in the movie because he found himself. Now, you're saying that's a movie. Are you trying to tell us that that's how it's going to be in real life? I'm only trying to tell you this. Spirituality is a broad and a vast. It's not some type of class. It's not some fad. Spirituality is everything. Everybody's experiences are not going to be the same. What you take with you is for you and you only. Now, there may be similarities that all of us can compare and contrast and all of that. But at the end of the day, each person's journey is slightly different, if not all the way different. The goal is the same, which is to reach a certain state of enlightenment and to be able to become one with the creator and to learn who you are. That's always the same. But in terms of how you get there and what you learn on the way, that may be different. So no one can tell you exactly how things are going to be because that may not be for you. The process in this is this. Take it from one step at a time. Don't rush it. Learn the basics. Familiarize yourself with those things. Master those things first. All other things will be added unto you when you focus on that which is within. That's even in your Bibles, man. It doesn't get any more spiritual than that, fam. And the point I'm making is this. 
take you a class, learn to self have self-defense. You don't got to be an expert. You don't got to be some badass. All you need to be is somebody that has determination, dedication, devotion, and diligence. That's all you need, man. All you need is a desire and a motivation to want to know, to learn, and stick it out. Don't let the boot camp of it, meaning the first time, the regimen, the exercises, don't let that make you quit that's the whole point it's to test your resolve it's to make you a better person and to show you who you currently are now versus who you will become later if you stay in it and stick through with it that's what the whole point is (sighs) that's how it's benefited me now have i been to karate class haven't been in years but i still practice from time to time i don't want to ever forget what I learned even if you do it's okay you can always find out you can go back to the class if you can't go back to the class they've got videos now in today's era uh modern day that is which is now there are videos on YouTube of the same type of styles you can look at now what I recommend somebody watching a YouTube video to learn karate no I wouldn't I'm not, however, going to say I'm against it completely because something learning something is better than nothing. But there's nothing like having that experience firsthand in person with an actual karate instructor or kung fu, whatever martial arts instructor. Let's just say martial arts to be respectful to all other aspects of other martial arts styles. It's nothing like getting that in person teaching because you're learning things that they're not going to tell you on a YouTube video. Or have time to tell you. Or show you over and over again. If you don't have any other way. If you can't afford it. Or if you can't go to a class right now. Then I would suggest yes. Familiarize yourself as much as you can. By getting all the knowledge of whatever it is you're studying. Stick to that. Practice it. Learn it. But don't be quick to go out here. And and start saying you're a master. Or you take karate. Leave that. You don't need to tell people that. That's nobody's business. The less people know, the better it is for you. Sometimes when you tell people you know something or you're karate, they want to try you. They want to test you. Motherfuckers are set up a fight just to see if you are who you say you are. And I ain't lying to you, man. That's real talk. I mean, it's, it, it, to me, it sounds like they're just trying to test your resilience and, your, and to see if you're a coward or if you can fight. I mean, we got enough problems out here already as it is, man, where you don't know one day from the next what you may have to face. But you don't want to put yourself in that position. If you're telling a friend or something like that, that's different. But don't brag about it. You know, it's, it's good to know things or to learn things. Like I said, nothing I'll tell you all about myself doesn't make me any better or greater than any of you. That's why I share this shit. I share with you all bits and pieces and aspects of myself to get you a little more comfortable in yourselves if you're not to let you know you're not the only one experiencing certain things out here and to let you know that you can do these things too if you so desire it it just needs to come from within you have to have a desire in something and don't do it just because it's in the moment or it's a fad do it because your spirit's calling you to do it and that means sometimes it's going to be a little rough you're not going to get anywhere in life without getting yourself a little dirty you're not going to learn nothing if you don't fail so don't be so quick to, to jump ship or to to post bail or bond and lead that motherfucker, man. I mean, don't be so quick to give up. In other words, life is about a series of lessons. 
And sometimes, yes, we do feel like, damn, can a brother get a break? Can a sister get a break? All I do is fail. All I do is get this. Murphy's Law, this and that. I feel cursed. I get it. Listen, I get it. But that's the reason why I'm telling you. Pick something that you can stick it out and learn it. And so what? If you can't afford to go or if you can't go anymore, practice what you do know. (sighs) Martial arts is special, man. Because it's an extension of oneself. It teaches you balance physically, mentally, spiritually. It helps ground you. It's an exercise. It's an all-in-one. It really is an all-in-one. You're exercising. You're transmuting any negative energy or any extra amount of energy you may be trying to burn off. You can do it in your workout. It helps you to focus in other aspects of your life. Work, relationships, friendships, challenges. That's what it does. It builds character. Martial arts is meant to be a builder. Not a destroyer. The only time you can see it as a destroyer is if somebody's using it to deploy or employ purposefully and on purpose volatile behavior. That's it. If somebody's trying to use it, such as the Cobra Kai, and I'm going to use that as an example. I'm not saying... And now don't mistake what I say Cobra Kai is That's a style for attacking No I'm talking about the show Or the TV series spent off of the movie Karate Kid um, With Ralph Macho Who plays Daniel LaRusso I say Cobra Kai Because in that movie The school's name was Cobra Kai And they were using their karate In the wrong way No Cobra Kai is not It's not an attack on that school in actuality it's just me saying that there are many types of schools out here where you have people who do that now sometimes it's not the school you may have a student that just needs more discipline they like to take their skills they've learned to go out here and, and in their own minds not something that that sensei taught them but in their own minds may want to prove themselves in a, in a way that that, that that makes the school look bad you know so but it's still a reflection on the school so that's the whole point I was trying to make, family. Um, but it's almost that time for us to close the show out. We got about two or three more minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and use them. Um, if you guys ever in, are ever interested in wanting to know more about martial arts, um, how, it, how it has helped me in other aspects, should you or should you not take it? Now, I'm going to tell you this right now. I can't speak for you as to whether or not you should take it or not. But I will say this. It couldn't hurt to learn something. Now, a lot of you may take a little kickboxing class because it's extra credit in a, in a college curriculum. <laughs> and you need the college, you know, credits to, to move on to the next level. Even though you may be using that momentarily as a temporary um, means to get your credit. It's still something you can pick up along the way. So it's a win-win. But what I will say is this. Don't just do it now in the moment. Take that time from what you learned in that little bit of time and continue it. Continue practicing it throughout the rest of your life. Because you never know what it may benefit you in. That's all I'm going to tell you. And as far as the spiritual aspects, I just broke down a little bit of what that is. But what I was really trying to tell you all is once you get to a certain level, you can meditate. 
you can do a lot of things. Karate helps to become one. Believe it or not, a street fighter is only limited to what he can do. He may be a bad motherfucker on some ends, but he doesn't have the discipline, nor does he have the technique. With martial arts, it's unlimited. You don't just know one or two things. You start off learning one or two things. But if you continue to stay in it, you keep learning. You keep learning the more you practice. You get better the more you practice. All right. There's an array of different situations that you can handle yourself and get out of. Whereas a street fighter, he's limited to what he can do. After a certain point, he can't get out of certain things. A martial artist has more options. And I'm talking from a physical standpoint. As far as a spiritual standpoint, family, when you have a discipline in mind, you can go further in life. You'll learn things you never thought were possible. You'll learn things about yourself you never knew. And you'll continue to grow. And the benefit of this is you can always pass what you know down to your family, down your generation, or to somebody who you feel deserves. Because you have rightfully earned the right to be an instructor. So wearing that gi, wearing that belt, it's a badge of honor. Represent your school, represent the history, and represent yourself. On that note, family, I hope that this has been educational. I hope that this hasn't bored too many of you, if any of you at all. Uh, I just wanted to share a part of myself with you all and telling you, yes, that is true about me. For those of you who know it, a lot of you didn't know that about me. And that's not something that, you know, I worry about because you're not going to know everything about a person unless you come across things about them that you didn't know. So, yes, I am a black belt. That is for real. Uh, I definitely take that very serious with pride. Um, and I can tell you, it's helped me in many ways. I'm still human. I make mistakes. I've crossed a many a different paths that may have gone against some of the ways I was raised in martial arts, but it brought me back. And I'm going to leave it at that. On that note, family, if you don't take anything else from this, just take this. A disciplined mind can go further than a mind that's unstable. All you got to do is just take a look at things around you and see that there's a lot of unstable minds that are very active right now. You want to know more about that? Go to your Bibles in the book of James chapter 1 verse 8. And it'll tell you all about a person that's unstable. Having a double-minded person is always unstable. In all of their ways. That's in the book of James chapter 1 verse 8. On that note... You are tuning in to Free Rule Radio. You already know who it is, what it is, and why we do it. We come real, we come raw, we come authentic. On this show, there's no filters, there's no censorship, and there's no bullshit. Family, I love you. Stay blessed. Keep it real. Stay spiritual. You already know. And on that note, family, I'm out. Peace. Namaste.